0: Welcome to Vetahumans Live, a podcast that highlights the role of vetahumans. Vetahumans are human beings with superpowers to protect animal and public health. Another word or synonym for vetahuman is veterinarian. And today I am so excited to welcome two amazing veterinary sci- veterinarian scientists to the show today. We have Dr. Suresh Middle, or virus fighter. Who is a virologist and we also have Dr. Harm Hoganish also known as the vaccinator and he is a uh, professor of immunopathology. So welcome today to both of you. Um, so you know one one thing that's so exciting to have both an, an immunologist and a virologist uh, with us today is to address an issue that's changed so much of our lives so quickly and that's with COVID-19. Um, So we're lucky to get insight from these two veterinarian scientists on this topic. Um, And two items that we've all had to deal with um, as as this pandemic has progressed and some of us will have to deal with later on are masks and vaccines. So we're going to just jump right into it and we're going to ask Dr. Hoganesh, what's the purpose of a mask and a vaccine in fighting the pandemic?
1: Well, a vaccine is, uh, you take a vaccine uh, and get vaccinated to uh, protect uh, yourself, um, to build up your uh, immune system and be able to fight off um, infections. Um, But also to protect others, so when when you get um, infected, um, uh, the immune system quickly fights off the infection so that the, the virus won't spread further. Um, a mask um, is just to protect yourself right so um, it it provides a barrier uh, between you and the environment um, and um uh, and it, it helps to protect uh, your, yourself. Really, the, we should uh, think of masks and vaccines as sort of complementary, um, uh, 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 especially when we still don't know exactly how long the um, immunity and protection uh, following vaccination lasts. Um, it's probably a good idea uh, in the current situation uh, to continue to wear a mask, especially indoors uh, in crowded environments.
0: Okay, so great. So. Even though we may have an opportunity to get vaccinated, we still have to make sure that we're following the rules at school and um, different activities, particularly if we're inside. And even with a vaccine, to still keep that keep that mask on. All right, we'll be we, be sure of that. So, Doctor Middle, can you tell us what exactly is is in a in a vaccine, particularly the um, new COVID nineteen
2: vaccines? Okay, that's a good question because. Uh, Different vaccines, what they will have in COVID vaccine, uh, either they can have a gene of the COVID, like uh, in the U.S., we have the messenger RNA-based vaccine. So these vaccines, they have the messenger RNA, uh, which is the building block of a protein, and that protein represents the surface of the virus, and that's called spike protein. Okay. So once the, the, that messenger RNA vaccine is given to a person, then that messenger RNA uh, is going to produce protein in ribosomes in the cells. And that protein will present on the surface of the cells. And the, our immune system is going to recognize that as a foreign protein and develop antibodies and T-cells. And those antibodies and T-cells will protect us from that particular disease.
0: So as your body's developing these antibodies, can you feel that? Can somebody feel your body doing that work?
2: So the way those things happen, you won't feel it. But the only thing you can feel it, that at the site of the inoculation, when migration of those immune cells are occurring, that sight can be a little bit sore in some people and some, some of us can also get fever and knowing that our immune system is working very well. And in some of us, we don't feel that much. That's okay as well because the immune system is still working.
0: Okay, great. All of this is, is really fascinating, and I, and I want for all of our listeners to um, learn about how, how you both became um, experts in this field to uh, be able to not only communicate about um, the importance of virology and immunology, but how you use your um, veterinary skill set to, to further enhance that. So, uh, Dr. Middle, can you tell us uh what you do every day and and how you ended up on this path
2: okay so what i do every day when i'm teaching a veterinarian then i prepare the lectures and considering what is important what is new information has come up and how to keep student exciting about the topic i'm going to talk about and where are the things which will be difficult for them to find ways to make the easier for them to understand. And when I'm not doing the teaching, then majority of the time I spent uh, doing research, research on uh, making the COVID vaccine better or the next generation of the COVID vaccine. In for that, I talked to my student and other worker in the lab uh, and listening to their issues and uh, problem doing next experiment and then thinking about how we can do things better to improve the lives of others. And then uh, when I have other time, then I'm going to uh, uh, read uh, papers or information which has come out so that I can design better experiment, uh, reading the work of others. And then I also review grants for national institute of health and other agencies then i also review paper for the journal so i spend a lot of time in that and even if i'm not doing anything even if i'm taking my lunch and dinner Mm -hmm. i still thinking about the research that how we can do better experiment so it's a overall it's a a hundred percent effort all the time even talking to somebody you're talking about research. So you live uh, as a veterinarian, you live how you improve the life uh, of animal and human and you are a fellow stager.
0: Wonderful. So you definitely wear many hats if you're not discovering or or teaching or taking the time to, to learn and improve. So thank you for that. Dr. Hoganesh, what do you do every day at work?
1: Um, well, yeah. So I, I became interested in, in veterinary medicine as a young <coughs> a young boy. Um, I loved animals, uh, and then in high school. Um, but in high school, I, I really became more interested in or came interested in science, and and so um, I looked at veterinary medicine uh, as a as a career path where I could combine science. Uh, and my love for animals and so over the years i've uh, um, worked uh, with a variety of um, of animals uh, from uh, horses and calves to mice and hamsters Um, and and i think one of the um, exciting things as a veterinarian is uh, that you get to work with a lot of different uh, different animals Um, like Dr. Middle, um, I um, currently uh, spend uh, a, f- a fair amount of time writing, um, so writing articles, uh, writing book chapters, writing grant proposals, um, to get funding for for research. Um, and then um, a lot of the research that you do is also um, a really um, a social activity you you interact with students uh, you interact with colleagues um, uh, just put together a grant proposal with uh, uh, collaborators uh, in seattle and uh, in atlanta uh, and so you have a lot of uh, zoom calls and and uh, webex meetings uh, with people there to to talk about the research talk how best how best to um, design the experiment um, and so it's a it's a really um, um, exciting and, and um, uh, interactive process uh, doing doing research.
0: Great. I mean, I think I, I love that you highlighted that one of the uh, really wonderful aspects of research is that your um, networking community of, of scientists is is always growing, and you're always in, engaged with them. But while we're talking about excitement in the field i am curious from you dr Hoganesh, what do you find to be the most exciting aspect of veterinary medicine i know that's a pretty big question but just curious what what you find to be overall in the in the whole field of of what you've had a chance to experience what you find is most exciting to you
1: um well i think um the um those two, two things let me uh um, so high, to highlight two things, one is is uh, the experience as a veterinarian that that you really become familiar with um, how animals um, work essentially. So how how the organism works, and you can uh, do that uh, across different species. So as I mentioned, we, I've I've worked with uh, large animals like horses and 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 cattle, um, and then small animals like rodents or uh, dogs and cats, and um, and but you have that pers- you get that perspective of. Of uh, um, how animals uh, are very very similar in how they work, but then there are also unique aspects to each each species of animals, and uh, I think that that's a fascinating aspect of uh, of veterinary medicine. And then um, what really excites me, of course, um, and um, as that's the reason for this podcast is, is um, working in vaccines uh, because vaccines are such a uh, great tool uh, to, uh, to combat and, and control infectious diseases. And so uh, the ability to, to make contributions uh, to new, new vaccines, to improve vaccines, um, is just a very exciting aspect. And, and again, that goes across uh, different species.
0: Great, thank you. Dr. Minow, what about you? What do you find to be one of the more exciting aspects of our field?
2: So the exciting aspect is that uh, I did not know uh, when I was a child that uh, animal and human, they have very, very similar diseases. And from those diseases, we can learn from each other aspect that how animal disease can help us. Uh, Doing better for human and the same way some human disease how they can uh, we can learn better uh, for animal Uh, for example, uh, the smallpox that was a dreadful disease and I think many of our listener, they may not know about this disease at all that was uh, eradicated smallpox and when it was eradicated the vaccine that was used that was a cowpox virus a virus from cattle that was being used for eradication of one of the human dreadful disease so how they complement each other uh, that's wonderful aspect the other thing i came to know as i become uh, infectious disease uh, learner uh, that majority of the newer diseases or infectious disease they are coming from animal so we have to be very very vigilant that how we we do well with wild animal especially not destroying their habitat so that human contact with wild animal is become less and less so that we don't get the these newer disease so that's another fascinating aspect to know uh, that uh, Uh, wild animals, they contribute to many of these new diseases, And uh, in some way, this uh, uh, coronavirus pandemic, it seems like that it might have started from uh, wildlife first and then to human.
0: All right, very interesting perspective from both of you. Um, One thing, you know, oftentimes when, um, as scientists or even students, or pe- people in the community get a chance to speak with um, experts like yourselves uh, you often don't hear about aspects of the journey that might have been a-, a challenge and um, for for everyone listening everyone aspires to some aspect of-, of veterinary medicine or maybe even in science but in Dr. Hoganesh would you be willing to share a, a challenge that you might have encountered early in your career or maybe even recently Um, and and how you conquered it and I mean many of our challenges of course are part of the journey some of us lead us on the same path and sometimes that that path may may change
1: Mm. yes thank you Um, well when I um, was finishing up uh, my um, studies in veterinary medicine uh, this was back in the Netherlands um, I uh, knew I wanted to uh, become a pathologist um, and I talked to my professors there and um and asked them how What what would be the next step and they said well the best thing you can do is to um get a training position in the us or canada um and so i I applied to seven or eight i think uh different institutions in the us and canada and um got rejection letters from all of them (laughs) Um, uh, they had uh, no openings um, or um, uh, didn't think that uh, they would take somebody um, uh, from uh, from europe at the time um but then um and i, I sort of had settled on okay i'll 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 um, uh, move my career somewhere else um, and then um, saw an advertisement um, uh, for an opening for a pathology training position at the university of Illinois. Um, and decided to try it one more time, and um, and that's when uh, the department head there at the time um, uh, re- responded and and, uh, and accepted me in that program. And, and so one of the messages is uh, just um, not uh, not to give up and persist. Um, and uh, there are um, uh, uh, there are openings for uh, and and paths uh, to pursue your uh, your dreams.
0: Wonderful. Thank you. What about you, Dr. Middle? Can you tell us about a a challenge and and how you um, use that experience to navigate your journey to where you are today?
2: So I agree with uh, Dr. Hoganash that you have to have the passion and the failure are part of life. And uh, whenever you are selecting your career, there are going to be some failure, but you don't, uh, uh, you can say, lose faith in yourself and your journey and if you work hard and uh, uh, keep uh, pursuing your passion you will be there so for example after doing my veterinary degree i wanted to pursue master degree and uh, i cannot afford without any fellowship so over there in india there used to be a national exam you appear in that exam and uh, they they will select x number of uh, students for master, and I appear in that exam and luckily uh, got selected and I got the fellowship so that I can pursue my master degree. Uh, like Dr. Hognesh, I also wanted to come out of India to get uh, experience outside India, and then uh, uh, I applied to few places in the U.S. But at the same time, there was a a huge opportunity uh, to apply for university of cambridge uh, because uh, in india they were uh, providing about 10 fellowship and i would consider those fellowship was similar to the road scholar over here so i wrote whatever i could wrote and uh, thought okay i'll just give it a try i did my best and uh, forget about it because the whole process will take time and one time at that time, there was telegram, telegraph. That is an obsolete term. I think our majority <laughs> of our viewer had no clue what it That's is. That's right. <laughs> so That was the fastest way of communicating person so that the message can reach to the persons in hours.
0: Okay. And hours
2: was pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the message used to be very short. So I got the message that, congratulations, you are selected for Cambridge Nehru Fellowship. And it, it took me a few minutes to realize what it is. Did I apply? When did I apply? And what does it mean? Or it's a real thing. And uh, so I got selected where I had very little chance in my uh, perception. But since I... Uh, Tried about it, and uh, if I haven't tried, I would not have got that fellowship. So I went to Cambridge, did my PhD, and moved on to Canada initially, and then finally uh, came to Purdue. Uh, And that uh, Purdue, I'm still there after 25 years or so. So main thing is working hard, believing in yourself, and not giving up.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for that. So as we wrap up here, our conversation, I want to end with uh, the Humans podcast game, which is called Capes Off. And uh, the key here is just that VetaHumans are people too. So uh, I want to uh, ask you guys some some fun questions. And uh, just so you can uh, share just a little bit about yourselves outside of the lab um, and outside of research. Um, that uh, make you who you are as 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 very humans and as humans, so uh Dr. middle, what's your favorite food?
2: Uh, my favorite food is uh, majority of time is uh, uh Indian food. I would say that the the best I like and the second food I would say would be uh I would say the Mexican food
0: okay. Dr. Hoganish, winter or summer?
2: Uh, Winter.
0: Okay, Dr. Middle, favorite animal?
2: Favorite animal, I will say cow, because uh, when I was growing up, uh, cow I always considered as a pet. And uh, my cow was uh, such an intelligent, if I give a call, if it is uh, in some field, as soon as she will listen, she will come back. Okay. So, and it was so affectionate that whenever I uh, see, I'm in pain, I can see tears in her eye. So the bond was so strong. And uh, one, one uh, you can say, incidents I will give you that uh, one time she did not come back home for seven days. And every time I'm going to the rooftop, and calling by her name and she was not coming. So one day after seven days, when I was calling from the rooftop, she came after one hour okay. and she had a broken leg. She hadn't eaten for six days. Wow. So she came back home on three feet and uh, we repaired uh, that leg and that cow was with us for next 20 at uh, 20 years or so. <laughs> so 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 I was uh, uh, very fond of cows.
0: Okay. Uh, Dr. Hoganesh, what's your favorite year in school? Of
1: favorite. all of the
0: years you were in school, I know there were plenty of... Like you have too many to choose from
1: yeah i think i think my uh senior year in in vet school uh where we did clinical rotations uh even though i am uh in now doing uh, research um and, and i'm not in the clinics but i really enjoyed that exposure where um we uh, got uh, i i got to do some surgery i got to treat um animals um and it was a, it was a wonderful experience
0: great dr middle what do you do for fun
2: uh, for fun, I meet uh, my friends on regular basis and uh, walk in the neighborhood and uh, watch some uh, movies and uh, produce sports.
0: Okay. What about you, Dr. Hoganesh, what do you do for fun?
2: Um, I walk my dog, um, I work
1: out, um, and I enjoy photography. Okay. Oh. <laughs>
0: well, excellent. Well, thank you both to Dr. Suresh Middle, the virus fighter, and Dr. Harm Hoganesh, the vaccinator, for teaching us today about the uh, importance of virology and, and immunology in, in veterinary medicine. And look forward to speaking with you all again on the next episode. Thank you. <laughs>